Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to Season Watch with Wendy Scott, where we observe the things coming on the earth through biblical binoculars, because the Bible is both timely and timeless. With her master's degree in rhetoric and writing skills, Wendy is a part-time college professor, but a full-time truth professor. She believes the Word of God is His perfect revelation, including a young earth six-day creation, as well as the global flood inundation, and that Israel is God's chosen nation. Faith alone in Jesus is salvation. The true church rapture comes pre-tribulation, followed by Christ's millennial domination and his eternal kingdom with earth's regeneration jesus is coming without hesitation and now here's wendy with today's topic hello friends thank you for joining me again with season watch and you know i want to say a special prayer today is uh lord we just pray against the prince of the power of the air uh we pray for the pulling down of strongholds over san diego and over our lives We pray you empower us to take new territory in these dark days and that we understand your will. We know that uh, no weapon formed against us shall prosper, God, and we rest in these uh, promises of yours. We ask you to help us to move forward and to not stand still and not to get knocked back in these difficult days. And we know, Lord, that we are in your kingdom. So we praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. It's a funny thought. I was thinking about how this is a radio and, and you know, Satan's a prince of the power of the air. And here we are. We have an opportunity to pray over the airwaves and uh, take every thought captive to pray over our city, to pray over our neighborhoods, and to pray over each other, to pray over strongholds, and that God goes before us wherever we go, whatever we're trying to do. You know, I'm trying to make uh, connections with my family and draw them to the Lord and um, yeah there's work to be done there's work to be done we can't just say oh Jesus help help them to to know you I mean these little prayers that's a good start but there's so much power in prayer there's so much power in asking the Lord to go before us to take territory to soften hearts and that just like any good uh, battle, you have to soften the target. And that's what we need to do. Pick a target in your life, somebody or something, some frustration, some difficulty, somebody you want to come to the Lord, some neighborhood, some darkness, whatever. Pick it and, uh, and focus on it and keep coming to the Lord and praying for his power to overcome those things. He will do it. He's just waiting for partners in us, and he wants us to partnership with him. And so, Lord, we pray against the power of the Prince of the Air over this uh, city, San Diego, and we ask you to uh, empower us and guide us, help us to be the light. And uh, we just trust you, Lord. So anyway, friends, as most of you know, radio show are uh, listener-supported. So if you are spiritually fed by this show, if you own a small business or you know someone who does, and consider contacting me about advertising during the show. And let's see if we can keep it on the radio a little longer. You can always email me at wscott at mywordsforhim.com, wscott at mywordsforhim.com. And you can contact me through my season watch with Wendy Scott page on kprz.com. 
Uh, either way, I'd like to hear from you if you enjoy the show. Uh, I'd appreciate your word of encouragement. We need encouragement. Uh, and I, I urge you to encourage somebody today because we, we need spiritual and godly uplifting, don't we? We face so many challenges in life, but God promises to turn all things to good for those who love him and are called according to his purposes, right? Not everybody gets this promise. But those of us who are called by him, who follow him, who give him our lives, right? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the things you need will be given to you. And that's a promise. And so let us encourage each other as we go along. And um, we want to be in his plan and we need to leave all the worry in his hands. Let him take care of it, right? Cast all your care upon him because he cares for you. Isn't that a gentle, tender promise? And so... Uh, someone once counted up all the times God says in the Bible, fear not or be not afraid. And they said it was like 365 times. And I think maybe that's right. I don't know. I didn't do it myself. But of course, God said it so often because he knew in our human frailty that we would be afraid. And so, friends, be that voice of godly encouragement for someone today. Uh, we all suffer so many setbacks of discouragement and doubt. And we need to lift each other up with our words and in our prayers to the Lord. And so remember Asaph rightly described in Psalm seventy three twenty six. It's actually one of my favorites. He says, my flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And this is some of what we have been talking about, how to bring ourselves into that strength position with God through his promises, through his word. We have to Get these words, these promises in our heart. Know them. Have them ready. And friends, that's why Jesus said that this is eternal life, that we might know God and Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. Uh, we must know him because then we'll trust him, right? You can't. You don't trust anybody you don't know. And you have to know him. And how do we know him? We know him through the word. We don't just know him through prayer because, you know, we could say anything that goes into our head, any thought that comes into our head, maybe does it align biblically? We have to test these things. We have to know the word. And so today, friends, fasten your truth belts as we talk about preparing for spiritual battle, trained to defend your vulnerabilities. Because we all have them, right? We have to understand that. We can't ignore them. We have to prepare for them. And so we've been talking about the tremendous spiritual battle already unleashed in the world. Uh, The spirit of Antichrist has been plotting against and opposing the church ever since the church was born. So he can displace us, right? He wants to get rid of us and he wants to declare himself God. So he has to get rid of us. Remember Psalm 2? They're trying to break the bonds of of the anointed one off of the world, right? And that's what Satan wants. And so we know that now we are in the very last of the very last days. And so it's obvious to those who are reading their Bibles and watching the spiritual coup of our once civilized nation. And I can't go over all the crazy satanic laws and ordinances and governing practices right now in our nation that are going into place and they're rapidly transforming our institutions. Most of them you probably don't know about unless you're looking for them. And they're doing crazy stuff like legalizing child rape. Did you know the UN is petitioning to make uh, pedophilia uh, not a crime anywhere in any nation? That'll tell you where they stand, right? 
And then we're giving institutions the right to take children away from parents who even question the child's gen- gender choices, right? I, you know, kids can't even pick the right thing to eat for dinner. I can't. I, I can't be trusted to eat broccoli. So certainly uh, these, these strange laws that they have where they can actually take the children away if the parents refuse to acknowledge a child's uh, gender choices. And so there's a rapid installation of the ESG requirements going into banks and corporations. And soon it's going to apply to us. If you want to get a loan for anything, uh, your ESG score is going to be checked. And we'll talk about that. And then there's the social pressure causing churches and conservative companies like Chick-fil-A to cave in and promote woke ideology. They were holding fast and then boom, they gave in. And we're seeing this all around the nation in so many areas. And it's, it's kind of quiet. If you're not really looking for it, you might not realize how many dominoes are falling. Then there's irrational climate policies being passed all over the country without consulting voters. States like Minnesota and New York are passing net zero policies that would eliminate fossil fuel usage. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Can you imagine heating Minnesota through a long winter with solar and wind? It's not going to happen. It already didn't work in Texas, and they got a lot of both. Um, And so we've talked about the rapid shift of global governance systems that these leaders plan to lock into or to set into motion actually by this September. A lot of their plans have marked September as either the locking in point or when they start to launch these things. And so we're seeing the rewriting of the International Health Agreement, like we talked about, to give WHO the WHO um, sovereignty over all nations. And then the UN is locking every participating nation into their global climate agreement of 17 sustainability goals. These are some crazy goals. You wouldn't agree with them. And then through the UN, they're promoting that ESG, environmental social governance scores, and it's becoming the global social credit score, like the uh, Chinese Communist Party system, right? Then there's international health passports that Europe has been um, has been implementing, and now the UN has agreed that they're going to implement. We're going to get digital IDs that connect all of our personal information into one global identity. Watch out. That's coming. They've already decided they want to do it. And uh, what can you say? Uh, Global entities have already agreed that central bank digital currencies need to come online soon, and they will likely come with uh, basic universal income enticements to help everybody survive this, you know, darkening economy. And these global leaders rightly espouse that AI will track, monitor, and even control the access and movements of every person in the world. With the exponential growth of AI capabilities, it proves that this will soon, they will soon be able to do this. And we, we know it. We're watching it before our eyes. And so, friends, these are their own well-published plans. And right now, they're creating 15-minute cities around the world. You have to check into what those are. It's like a digital geofence around existing communities. And actually, some places in Europe are already doing it in England. Australia, remember, they, they even used that in uh, during COVID. You couldn't go outside of a certain range in Australia. These are crazy um, un, uh, anti-freedom measures, right? And it's just the start of uh, they're 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 they've been training us all along the way to accept these things little by little and then they're implementing smart cities around the world with uh, using the 5G plus network to track and monitor every person and they are um, in collaboration with all of the big tech uh, companies big tech companies have no trouble giving uh, our government all the information they need to track us and it's already it's already going in in line there are several cities in the United States that have been chosen as smart cities I don't even think those cities know that they've been chosen as smart cities and then as soon as those go well they're gonna 
um, open more of them. And so I, I tell you, these people are trying to control us. They're trying to uh, kill us. You know why? Because it's Satan's agenda and things are moving so fast. America, don't blink. You're missing a lot. It's time to get off the mainstream media. Get off your social media feed. Don't be distracted by the narratives that the prince of this world has designed to lull us into compliance and to keep us from knowing what they're doing. But it's there. It's all there. And uh, unfortunately, uh, most of us are, don't even recognize the history lessons of the past, right? We're quick to criticize the Nazis and Stalin and Mao and Castro, but we don't seem to recognize the things that are happening all around us. And unfortunately, most of the world, just as in the past, will cower to save their own skins. I mean, it's very tempting to just put your head down and to say, well, you know, that's all right, I guess. All right. But um, there are times when the majority will stay silent. Most people aren't going to say anything. They'll just go along. A minority is going to jump on board and benefit from it, right? They're going to be the promoters. They're going to take advantage of it. And then even a smaller minority is going to sound the alarm. And that's what's happening. And those people get um, get marginalized and they get labeled as a conspiracy theorists and as extremists. And, you know, anybody who has any dissent right now um, is silenced or censored or um, called a terrorist. And so uh, we have to watch out for these patterns. And we also can't be influenced by them. We need to tell the truth. And so this is history, friends. You're watching history in the making, and it's all prophesied in the Bible. And the reason that most people fall for it is that they don't have three things. First of all, they don't have a calibrated moral compass, or they hope out. they don't have any hope outside themselves, and their hope is in their future, right? They don't have hope in um, in anything solid. They just don't have any hope for the future. They go along with things. And this is because they, these things are only secure in the God of the Bible. And so most people create their own moral compass, but it changes based on circumstances. And they put their hope in others like the government or a leader. But these entities fail, right? Or they lie. Um, and they put... Uh, their hope in their future plans, even though most of us can't control the future. Only God can, right? And so most of these coping measures fail in a crisis. And Christians have the greatest foundation because their moral compass is God's righteousness. He does not change, right? So we have to be grounded in his righteousness. And Christians hope in God. And he promises to never leave us or forsake us, right? So we're not hoping in outsiders or other people who can't uh, meet our expectations. And then uh, Christians' future is secure, and it's not in this world, right? God doesn't promise we're going to have uh, an easy life. He promises actually the opposite. Um, but whatever tragedy happens here, even unto death, it will not shake his promises of a hope and a future, because our hope is in his restoration of all things, including our bodies, including the restoration of the world, including a coming kingdom in his uh, son, Jesus Christ. That's our hope. No matter what happens here, that cannot be taken away. And that's why we can stand and rest in these promises. And the Christian must hold fast. We must be the watchman and speak God's truth no matter what it costs. And the time is coming and is clearly now, as Paul warned in 2 Timothy 4.2, 
Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires. Because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers that will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables, right? To lies. Uh, But you, be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. That's what we're called to do in spite of these things, not when it's easy, when it's hard, and when it's hard, it's most important. And verse 6, Paul says, I am ready, already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. He knew he was going to die. He knew he was going to suffer martyrdom for spreading the gospel. And we have to count the cost. We have to count the cost. And that's the battle. We must understand what God is asking of us. He's asking us to be soldiers in the Lord's army, which is what we are called in Revelation 1914 and in 1919. Paul also encourages Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, 3, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Are you too entangled in this life to be a good soldier for the Lord? That's what he's asking. Verse 8, remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel for which I suffer trouble as an evildoer even to the point of chains. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. This is a faithful saying, for if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. And that's the promise, that all this is worth it. All of this trouble, difficulty, struggle is worth it. Why? Because God is seeking the lambs, those who will come to him. He's seeking them. And, and there's great challenge against Christians from doing that. And if we sit down and just live our life and stop seeking the lost, then God God does not have them in his kingdom, right? Uh, he will get them, but he asks us to partner with him, and we do the work with him. And there's great reward in there. There's great satisfaction. There's great joy. Have you ever led somebody to the Lord? Um, it's very exciting. Or even just told somebody about the Lord when you're nervous and you you tell them anyway, and, and you're rewarded with them seriously considering. I've told people, you know, I've been spat at, I've been uh, cursed at, and you know, you have to be ready. You don't know what you're going to get. You don't know who you're going to get. But Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. And what we have to do is we have to keep going out somehow, some way. We have to be his hands and his feet, his voice and his light in this dark world. We have to keep doing it. That's the only thing worth doing. Not our job, not our retirement, even raising a family. You want to raise them right, but raising a family is not what glorifies God. It's it's raising them right. And so, um, friends, we just we, he's asked us to stand fast in this battle and to represent him even to death. And as I've been saying, American Christians are not ready to carry our load for the kingdom. We must prepare for the imminent increase in this spiritual battle. Remember, Satan wants dominion, and he will have his day. This is his day. He's going to have it. And he doesn't want Christians to take any ground or save any souls before we're raptured. So he's fighting us very hard, right? He can't wait for us to get out of here, get out of his way. 
Satan hates and wants to destroy every human soul, even those who he has recruited and promoted now to implement his plan. He even hates them, even though they're doing his bidding, because we are all made in the image of God. And guess what? He can't hurt God. He could just hurt his his children, right? But God loves every human soul and is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Remember that in Second Peter 3, 9. And as we are soldiers in the spiritual battle, we recognize that it might cost us the things of this world, including our security, our comfort, and even possibly our life, right? The average evangelical Christian still thinks we can turn things around here in America. And we will be stunned when we find that all the laws that have been passed to monitor and silence us, to strip us of our legal protections by relabeling our beliefs as domestic terrorists, right? We're going to be shocked to find ourselves like the January 6th protesters spending two years in solitary confinement without any constitutional rights to a fair and speedy trial for things that months before were not even illegal. And they were just a test case. They're going to do it. They're starting to do these things around the world. Christians were put in jail in Canada. Don't think it won't come here. But even if it doesn't come here before we go, there is still a great battle, right? And um, we have to be prepared for that. Uh, We have to recognize that justice is likely over. We cannot expect it, although we call for it, right? And uh, Christians around the world, like China or Vietnam, uh, Afghanistan, Myanmar, North Africa, Iran, Indonesia, Cuba, on and on, they're suffering greatly, and they're prepared. They're they're having to go through the fire, right? And they have to know how to fight the spiritual warfare. And the attack might be frontal or a nip at the heels, or it could be an obvious enemy. It could be a covert enemy, like another church. Who knows? It could come from outside or within. Satan doesn't care because he is running a lot of different games and testing us for weakness. And again, I would like to recommend Pastor Andrew Brunson's series on spiritual battle and facing persecution, which he created after not being prepared for his two years in a Turkish prison, right? And the series is called Prepare to Stand, and you can find it at epc.org slash prepare to stand. So I recommend you check it out because we must prepare. We must know our weaknesses and prepare to defend them. But let us not forget, Satan has weaknesses too, right? And God shows us how to stand strong and overcome. Remember, as we've been going over the past few episodes, 2 Corinthians 10, right? Verse 3, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to obedience of Christ. That's what we must do. We must captivate, capture all the thoughts that attack our mind, that want to derail us from our purpose. And God's given us that spiritual armor we looked at in Ephesians 6. Please look at it again and study it. And he says that we're not wrestling with flesh and blood, but against principalities of powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places, right? So we have to know our armor. We have to know how to pray, and we know how to be watchful. So study these things again. And of course, please look at that armor and prepare for that spiritual battle and to begin our preparation we need to go through a certain process i ask you we need to pray and ask god to show you his assignment for you at this time it may have changed it may be bigger it may be 
um, who knows? Ask him and ask God to get the most important people in your life on board with what God puts on your heart. Talk to your friends and family. Create a group. Create some discussion. Use quotes uh, from and verses to talk about the things that God puts on your heart. You have to have a support group. And support each other, and maybe you'll inspire others to take the same path and to seek Him. And to find out what our assignments are at this time. And uh, give your future to God right now. Right? Don't take it back. Settle it in your heart and tell Jesus, yes, I want you to use me. Help me to know your plan, right? And then, by all means, plan for your weaknesses. Know yourself and your vulnerabilities of your mind, right? And and by the way, keep this to yourself. Don't tell everybody. You might as well just tell Satan how he can attack you, right? But think about these things. What are you afraid of? What offends you? How can Satan shame you? How What easily discourages you? What makes you doubt yourself or God's faithfulness, his call and presence in your life? Go through this process and then think about, think them through. Think how you can defend against them when they come so you're ready. Make a plan to guard your heart and mind from these attacks. How will you take these thoughts captive? How will you be ready to change your thinking and perspective from earthly self-centered to heavenly kingdom-centered? Train yourself to stand by muscle memory through prayer, praise, and promises in His Word. And make a daily plan to fortify your mindset. Decide when you will spend time with God. Set up a routine. How will you pray effectively and with purpose? to study the word and to know him and spend time in his presence. Hide the word in your heart so that you're ready to protect yourself and your mind in the day of battle, in the day of adversity. And we have assignments to carry out. And just as a real army, we must find out what our assignment is and then we must train to faithfully execute it, preparing for the strategies of the devil. And remember, if you faint in a day of adversity, your strength is small. But Isaiah 41, 31 encourages us in God's tremendous love and faithfulness. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And next time we'll continue to talk about how we can use praise and worship, prayer and promises in the word to fight these battles or prepare for that time ahead in Jesus name. All right. Until then, God bless you all. Join Wendy Scott every Saturday at 3 p.m. on K-Praise for another episode of Season Watch. Previous episodes can be found through the K-Praise podcast platform, where you can also access Wendy's other platforms and contact links. Please email Wendy with show comments, questions, or suggestions at wscott at mywordsforhim.com or visit her website at mywordsforhim.com for additional resources. Watch other teachings on her Rumble channel. Wendy's Words for Him, her fiction novel, The Lost, A Story of Christmas, can be found on Amazon. Until next week, watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. 